And what a day to celebrate. You know, everyone in this room has a reason to celebrate Christmas. Because Christmas shows us, it shows you and I, that you and I are the object of God's great affection. Christmas is God's way of saying, I love you. You see, God had a choice, right? He didn't have to come. All right, He could have stayed in the glories of heaven. And he would have been just fine. But instead of God's own choice, of his own love, he chose to come down here to mingle with us. To not just show us the way, but to be the way for us to have eternal life and have forever with the Father. But listen, as we talk about there's a lot to celebrate, I'm not going to deny the fact that there are people here that do not see it that way. All right? Some of us this morning are very weighed down. Some of us are very burdened and burned out. Okay? Um, To some of us, this is not the most wonderful time of the year. All right? Uh, Memories of lost loved ones. All right? Uh, Maybe this particular season, uh, you're not feeling as spry as you used to. All right? And so the reality of age is kicking in. Some of us, younger and older, are dealing with some disillusionment and some disappointments that we thought uh, that God would have done something that either he didn't do or didn't do yet, or maybe uh, some people have let us down. See, the problem that we're dealing with, every single one of us, it is the problem of sin. See, there are poor decisions of other people. People have wronged us, right? How many of y'all have been wronged by someone? Raise your hand. Okay, you felt that. Some of us are dealing with our own poor decisions. How many of you ever made a bad decision? Raise your hand. And some of us are dealing with natural problems like sickness and loss. These problems are the result, according to Scripture, the sin in the world. Sin is simply a disconnect from God. It's when you and I and others... Okay, when we choose to go our own way instead of God's way. And it seems that whenever you and I try to fix that problem, it only gets worse. The Apostle Paul, he said, man, the good I want to do, I keep trying, I keep keep wanting to do it, and I end up doing the bad. And the bad that I don't want to do, I keep doing it. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will be able to rescue me from this body of death? You see, Paul the Apostle recognized that he had a problem that he could not solve. How about you? Are you there yet? Are you still trying to muster up your own salvation in your own good deeds, in your own good works? Or are you like Paul? Let me ask you two questions. What does Christmas mean to you? What does Christmas mean? say to you if you have your bible or it's on the screen as well kids see your candy canes yeah i see you you're lifting up your head all right yeah all right turn in your bibles to luke chapter 2 luke chapter 2 this is the famous christmas story some of y'all hopefully many of y'all are going to read a story like this uh on christmas eve maybe with your family gather them together um A lot of different traditions out there. Some people have a birthday cake, you know, a happy birthday Jesus. uh, And they tell the story. Some people uh, may tell the Christmas story while you're doing stockings. There's a lot of different ways that people uh, put an emphasis on the meaning of Christmas. So just do that, man. Connect it. Connect it to the true meaning of Christmas. Well, listen to what the Christmas story says to us. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, 
The Bible says in the same region, in the same region as Mary and Joseph, whenever they just had baby Jesus in what city? Bethlehem. That's right. Not Bethlehem. That's right. Okay. All right. So in the city of Bethlehem, so these shepherds were in the same area, okay? So in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Who cares? Who cares? God does. This is important for you and I. Because nobody on earth cared. You see, the shepherds, they were not the religious elite. They didn't have their religious act together. Many of them were not even allowed in the temple. Why? Because their job 24-7 demanded them to be with stinky sheep. And if you spend all your time with stinky sheep and you don't get to shower that much, you are none clean and you're not allowed into the temple. All right? So the shepherds were not the religious elite. They were not the royalty of of the day. They did not live the high life. They didn't. They didn't have much money on them. And the money they had, they had a short time to spend it. So they may spend it doing things you shouldn't do. Many people back then uh, equated shepherds with thieves. Because they would take sheep in the fields that were not theirs. And they'd graze on grass that was not theirs. And so some people equated shepherds with thieves. So much, in fact, that shepherds... A shepherd's testimony in court was not valid. So when the Bible says, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, one question is, who cares? I'm here to tell you, God cares. You see, these shepherds were average Joes with problems, just like you and me. Just like you and me. They weren't royalty. They weren't a religious elite. And yet God, listen to this, this is so important. God had a message for them. And God's got a message for you. Look in Luke 2. Kids, where's your candy canes? You got them up? Got them up? Good. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 9. Listen to what the scripture says. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them. To who? Shepherds. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled, filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, and this is our sermon series, fear not, do not be afraid. Why? Because I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Did you hear what what the angel just said? Let me say it. Remember, we just described the shepherds. Nobody cared that they were out there tending the sheep. And if they were tending the sheep between December uh, through April... You know what those, those uh, shepherds were doing? They were tending the sacrificial sheep, the sacrificial lambs that would be uh, used in the Passover uh, ceremonies that would take place. So these very shepherds, these very shepherds are the ones that God appeared to. And he told them, fear not, for behold, I bring you shepherds. I bring you good news of a great joy that'll be for who? For all people, including you, shepherds. I have good news for you. Do not fear. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. 
Listen, the Christmas story right here, we talked about uh, do not fear. All right, Do not fear your unanswered prayers because, listen, there's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. It'll be yes, no, or not yet. All right, Barry preached on that. You can hear that sermon online. Uh, the second thing, we do not have to fear the impossible because God is the God of the impossible. The very moment that you think God can't do something is the moment when you lose faith and, and you, you get off track. But when you believe that God, if it's God's will and God's plan, it will be accomplished, you don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. Some of us, we know that God is calling us to do something and we're scared. Listen, do not fear obedience like Joseph. Do not fear obedience because listen, if God calls you to do something, God is responsible for the results. God is responsible for equipping you for the task. So whatever it is that God has laid on your heart to do, to serve, to give, to do, to pray, to whatever the case may be, listen to this. If God calls you to do it, he will be faithful to accomplish it through you. And that's, that's, that's truth that we have in God's word. All right. So the Christmas story, what it does for us is it highlights our greatest need, a savior. And it answers our need. You see, the shepherds, what was their greatest need? I'm going to give you that quick. The greatest need for the shepherd is the same need that you and I have. Our greatest need is not for a few more hours of sleep. As much as you want to think. All right? Your greatest need is not a few extra dollars a day. That is not your greatest need. Your greatest need is not another medication, a vacation, a rule to follow, or a fresh start. You see, the greatest need of all people was not a thing to grasp, but a person to trust. Our greatest need was born on that first Christmas night. Children, let me see your candy canes. Candy canes, candy canes. Look at verse 11 again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The word Savior means deliverer, rescuer, preserver. Jesus is coming to rescue us from sin, which I said earlier was our disconnect from God. Jesus came to reconnect us, to save us. We were disconnected, out to sea, drowning, dead. But Jesus came to, we couldn't go to him. He came to us. That's the story I wanted the kids to know. God came to us to put his hand into the water and pull us out to save us. He is not only Savior, he is Christ. That's the Messiah, God's anointed and appointed one who brings us what we really need. And he is the only one who can successfully bring us what we need. Why? Because he was just another human? No, because just another human couldn't save me. Just another human needed salvation, him or herself. We needed the Lord. You know what Lord is? It's master, ruler. It's God himself. God couldn't have sent an angel. He couldn't have sent another prophet. In order to fulfill your salvation and mine, God had to send himself. And that's exactly what he did. You see, Jesus is more than just a cute baby in a manger. He is the very son of God who came into this world to deliver us from sin and death and to give you and I a reason to live. You see, only a divine Savior 
could help the shepherds out of the mess that they're in. Only a divine Savior can help you out of the mess that you are in. And church guests, by the authority of God's word and the proof of millions of lives changed, He came. He came. Our Savior came. Praise His holy name. The scripture says that Jesus came to bring us life. Children, where are they? Whether they're half eaten or not, go ahead, raise them up. All right. John 10 10. Jesus says, I came that you might have life, but to have it to the full, have it abundantly. Jesus is the very author and the originator of life, and he can give it to you. He can give you life. But without Jesus, where are we? I've said before in Proverbs, there seems to be a, a way that's right unto men, but the end is the way of death. Listen, kids, where's your candy? Romans 6.23, this is us without him. For the wages, the work that we do, the wages of sin is what? That's, what? that's what life is without him. We may be good people. We may be nice to our community. Okay, we may be generous to our family. But in the deepest, the most important parts of our life, we're dead without God. We are dead. He is our maker and our creator and we need him. It's like we're literally just running on a dead battery. It's going to end. And it's not going to end good. The wages of sin is death, but with him everything changes. Listen to what it says. But with him, the free gift of God is eternal life. In Jesus Christ our Lord, we need a Savior. And he came. He came so this good news that was given to the shepherds is good news for everyone. The Christmas story is good news for you. Kids, I want you to take your candy cane. I want you to put it in one hand. I want you to get your finger in another hand. And I want you to point it to yourself and say, the good news is for me. That's right. The kids did it. Adults, you don't have candy, sorry. Uh, get your finger. Point it. Point it to yourself and say, the good news is for me. Yes. By the authority of God's word, it is good news for all people. No matter who you are, no matter what you have done, the good news that Jesus saves is for you. If you would receive him. Let me recap and we'll be done. The problem is obvious. Sin. It destroys relationships. It brings pain, heartache, sickness, and death. But the problem solver was born in a manger. The problem solver, he was born to take away our sin by living a perfect life and dying the death that you and I deserve. He died in my place. He died in your place. No matter, again, no matter what problems you're facing, no matter what problems you are facing this very day, God has an answer. God is the answer. I beg you, before you go, and celebrate Christmas by the giving and the receiving of gifts from your friends, your family, your co-workers. Before you do that, you need to celebrate Christmas personally by receiving the free gift of Christ himself. That's the Christmas story. Let us pray. Father, you're good in all ways and in all things. You are so good. You are almighty. You are great. You are sweet. Help us to know that you are our greatest need. 
Help the children to know. Help the adults to know. Help the grandparents to know. Help the religious elite to know. And help those who feel too far away know that the good news of Jesus Christ is for all people. No exceptions to anyone who would choose to believe. He will come in and save them. Help us to know that we plead in Christ's name. Amen.